a KQED television production. Check, Please! Bay Area is made possible by the members of KQBD and by... Safe Catch Elite Wild Tuna. Great for athletes, kids, and pregnancy. Safe Catch tests each and every fish for mercury. Available at nearby stores. Walmart Global E-Commerce, with small, agile work teams, is focused on big data, engineering, and e-commerce innovations. Careers available at walmartlabs.com. Sutter Health CPMC, investing in community care for more than 150 years, including two new smart hospitals. Your city, your hospital. CPMC2020.org. Natural mattress systems from European Sleepworks, working to improve comfort and wellness for over 40 years. European Sleepworks in Berkeley, online at sleepworks.com. Oakland International Airport. Now with flights all over the world. iFlyOAK.com. IRG has over 250 types of natural stone choices in stock today. IRG in Brisbane and Dublin or at marblecompany.com. Hi, I'm Leslie Sobraco. Welcome to Check, Please! Bay Area, the show where regular Bay Area residents review and talk about their favorite restaurants. Now we have three guests, and each one recommends one of their favorite spots, and the other two go check them out to see what they think. This week, anesthesiologist Randy Fung feels no pain. He considers <laughs> Silicon Valley home to his culinary adventures, offering forays into a multitude of ethnic cuisines, including the chance to experience Japanese comfort food. High school English teacher Savannah Panosian is a San Francisco native. Her whole family, including two foodie children, research and write about their discoveries at home and abroad. But first, journalist and radio show host Robin Carpenter originates from Rag Swamp, Alabama. And <laughs> although she now calls West Marin home, she hasn't given up craving the flavors of her childhood. She finds familiar Gulf Coast Creole-inspired plates at a little spot in Fairfax called the Hummingbird. The best thing about the Hummingbird is the community. This place feels like home for a lot of people. They come here, they have breakfast, they treat me like I'm their mother. <laughs> My name is Michelle Elmore. My husband and I, Jose Poole, have owned the Hummingbird for five years now. In New Orleans, community is very important, and we lost that after Katrina. Within days of opening this place, I had a huge community built around the restaurant. My husband is on the grill. He cooks the fast stuff. He's incredible. My son works here on the weekends, and then I work in the front unless I'm cooking the slow stuff in the back. The gumbo and the crawfish, etouffee, shrimp and grits. Making those things really remind me of home. Saturdays and Sundays are really fun, loud, lots of families. I've gotten to know almost the whole town of Fairfax. I know everybody and what they like to eat. Okay, here we go. One of my Bye -bye. favorite parts of the hummingbird is watching the kids grow up. I knew I was successful when I went to back to school night with my son. And instead of knowing everyone's name, I knew what everyone ate. <laughs> Sip. 
did you discover the hummingbird? We were just walking by one day, and I saw that they said, oh, New Orleans-style Creole cuisine, and I went, oh, yeah, sure. Right. I'd lived through the horrors of what they called New Orleans-style cooking in the 80s here in the Bay Area. And I said, well, let's just go in, and I just ordered plain white grits, eggs, and crispy bacon, because if you can do that right, then you can probably do everything else right. And I was very skeptical, and it was great. And so immediately, my husband and I started ordering. We got beignets, we got etouffee, we got gumbo. We just started trying, ordering cups of everything to try it, and I was over the moon that it right. tasted exactly the way we make things back home. I asked who owns this right. place, and it's Michelle Elmore who came to the Bay Area after the levees broke after Katrina. Right. Mm. And she is a fine arts photographer. She moved to Fairfax because they had good schools and a good area. She wanted to open a gallery, and she said, well, nobody's making real New Orleans-style right. food, and I may as well serve food in my gallery. All right, Randy, are you are you familiar with New Orleans cuisine and Creole uh, So, cuisine? you know, New Orleans is actually one of those destinations on my bucket list. I've never okay. been there. Ah. So the first thing is when I checked out the menu, that definitely stood out for me. And I went there. I'm not familiar with Fairfax, but again, very nice, cozy diner feel. And immediately you can feel that there's a very friendly ambience there. The servers, the owners, they were greeting and even hugging some of the patrons. I felt a little out of place because, you know, I didn't know anyone, but at the same time, we were served extremely well. So the first thing I ordered was chicken and waffles. And that's a great dish. I've had it at other restaurants. I've never had New Orleans style. And then we also ordered the crawfish uh, etouffee, which uh, was my first time trying that as well. Plentiful crawfish very different flavors, and then finally I had to try the gumbo. They actually didn't have it on the menu to order just a cup, but I knew I was gonna have to try it, so I asked them, and they happily obliged. So they gave me a cup, and I loved that as well. You know, at first we were put off from the distance because we live in the, in the city, and I'm one of those native San Franciscans who feels I need to pack if I need to go across the bridge. <laughs> and <laughs> so we drove over there, and we were like, this, 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 this is kind of far. Well worth the drive. First of all, my daughter also had the chicken and waffles, and I tried talking her out of it, actually. And she's like, no, Mom, I'm going to have the chicken and waffles. And we were coveting her plate. The waffle, savory, it's like stuffing. It had like thyme, thyme and, sage. and sage and marjoram, um, delicious. And then the chicken is served with a maple syrup that is infused with cayenne pepper, yeah. which was amazing. The melding of the flavors was incredible. but. My BLT, which was a fried green tomato BLT, mm. was hands down the best BLT I've had west of the Mississippi. Whoa. I mean, <laughs> really? Wow. I mean, I was just going like this to my plate from the crumbs. The, the tomato was juicy and the crispiness of the breading. Like breading on it. The, the bacon was nice and crispy. And then the bread, I don't know if it was a, a hippie bakery in Marin that they got the bread <laughs> at or if they bake it on the premises. Um, the bread was just nutty and delicious, and I mean, we were very, very pleased with Did with they get our... it right here, Robin? Yeah, yeah. I'm so thrilled here? because, to be frank, I was nervous because Michelle is unabashedly authentic, so it's spicy. She, she mm. does not do California-style no, spice. No, she does right. New Orleans-style spiciness. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite dishes is the etouffee. People okay. know gumbo pretty well. Sure, sure. And etouffee is, first of all, we have what we call the Holy Trinity, which for us is bell pepper, onions, and celery. So. <laughs> The Holy Trinity is sort of smothered, and etouffee means to smother. Mm -hmm. So it's smothered in a really thick roux that's a little bit gravyish, and you really taste the celery and the bell peppers, and, and it's so simple. 
but yet it just heightens it when it hits that gravy roux. And then the crawfish, she gets those flown in from Louisiana and they're sweet. And it's that yummy, like comfort food that I grew up on. So that's one of my favorite dishes. And of course the beignets. The beignets were amazing. Uh, mm -hmm. We ordered them, you know, that was definitely one of the things I wanted to try from New Orleans. We were just gonna take them to go because we had ordered too much food. Ooh, right. We tried it and it came out piping hot, covered with powdered sugar, we finished them all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And did you have it with the chicory coffee, that combination of beignet and chicory? Did not have coffee, but. I loved the chicory coffee with oh, the beignets, so and it was just a great, it was a great experience. I've never been to New Orleans, so for me, um, the experience was nice and new. My husband has been to New Orleans, and so he had the gumbo, actually, and loved it. He, he likes spicy food, so, mm -hmm. and what's funny is the spicy hot uh, sauce that they have, my daughters were laughing because it's called uh, slap your mama. And <laughs> they're like, Mom, why would it be called that? That's kind of, and I'm like, it's, you know, when in Rome, do as the Romans. I'm like, just, you know, it's cool. Right. So, um, they I didn't slap you, though, did No, they? no, okay, absolutely good. not. Uh, but uh, it, he, he loved his gumbo. And uh, Michelle makes her own hot sauce. She makes her own hot sauce. And her husband, Jose, is actually from the Yucatan area, which is another area I love the cuisine of, which very much resonates with Southern Gulf Coast cooking. Mm. Lots of roasted peppers. So they do roasted habanero and a little bit of olive oil. You can actually buy her Michelle's special sauce oh. there. The one perhaps criticism I had is that it was also a very cold day that we went there. It's pretty cold inside the restaurant. Yeah. And some of my dishes when they came out were a little bit more room temperature. Uh -huh. uh, that was the chicken and waffles and also the crawfish etouffee. But the beignets, like I said, came out piping hot. So that's one of the reasons why that really stuck out for me. And it's a small place. It is a small place. It is And one thing we should note, it's cash only. So you can run down the that's street right. and there's right. a bank yeah, <laughs> if right. you forget your money. Now this is really just breakfast and lunch. So um, what is a, something that people should look for at breakfast? My younger daughter ordered the chocolate chip silver dollar pancakes. Absolutely delicious pancakes. Perfect size for a child. Our, our children ordered it as well. The chocolate chips were melting. It was mm -hmm. served hot. The butter on top was also melting. Amazing. They loved it and they yeah. devoured it. They devoured it. All right, this is your spot. Robin, wrap it up for us. I would say if you're craving a taste of genuine New Orleans cooking, the hummingbird's a jewel. And from grits to gumbo to heavenly beignets, it's Fat Tuesday Mardi Gras every day at the Hummingbird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Savannah. If you want to have the best BLT west of the Mississippi and have a side order of fried chicken and waffles, visit the Hummingbird. All right, and Randy. You know, the Hummingbird is the quintessential neighborhood spot with friendly smiles and service and classic New Orleans-inspired fare, especially those beignets. All right, if you would like to try the Hummingbird, it's located on Broadway Boulevard at Claws in Fairfax. The telephone number is 415-457-9866. It's open for breakfast, brunch, and lunch, Thursday through Tuesday. Reservations are not accepted, and it is cash only. And the average breakfast tab per person without drinks is around $20. You have to walk down the ramp to enter Randy's Japanese eatery. The descent offers a view of the kitchen and the dining room with guests tucking into their steaming bowls of deliciousness and charcoal cooked delicacies. On Central Plaza in Los Altos, it's called Sumika. The Japanese food is not about seasoning compared to other types of food we try to bring out the best of the ingredients. So the ingredient itself has the taste. 
I'm Kuniko Ozawa, and this is Sumika. We are a Japanese restaurant, but we are not typical Japanese restaurant who carries sushi, teriyaki, and tempura. The first three years, we really suffered. Nobody ate yakitori before. Everybody asked for sushi. But I really wanted to do this restaurant from my passion and love of the food, so we stick with the concept. More everyday, casual, but really good quality food. Yakitori is a chicken skewers cooked over grill. Our chicken is a local organic, free-range chicken. We use a special charcoal imported from Japan. It lasts hours compared to the regular charcoal. Chicken karaage and oyakodon, those are the two very popular dishes. We hire chefs from Japan, serious chefs, so our food is more delicate, very sophisticated. Do you go there for lunch? This is a lunch spot for it's you? It's a favorite lunch spot of mine. I go there all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they specialize in organic chicken dishes. And that's pretty rare in the States to have a restaurant that just specializes in organic chicken, but common in Asia. Right. So in the evening, they serve skewers. Mm -hmm. But during lunchtime, they focus on rice bowls. Now, for the average person, I think rice doesn't sound that interesting. But for Asians, rice is a staple. So when I hear about a restaurant that cooks a mean rice dish, my ears perk up. <laughs> and their signature dish is their oyokodon, which translates into mother and child and refers to the fact that it has both chicken and egg in the dish. Always reminds me of that, you know, age-old question, which came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> they but both that, come from That's that right, exactly. They both come, <laughs> and once I take a bite of the food, I forget about the question entirely. Right. Um, that oyokodon is perfectly cooked. They serve the egg very runny, which again is rare in the States. The chicken is always tender, and you just mix it all together, and the teriyaki sauce permeates every bit of the food. I have to say that 10 bites into my oyokodon, I was, told my husband, I want to marry this. I mean, it was... <laughs> I don't think a Yoko Don is a name. I, I was thinking like, I'm Mrs. Don now. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. It had the beautiful, soft, runny egg on top, and then the chicken thigh that was in it, you could taste the smokiness that they had, they used their special charcoal there. Imported from Japan. Imported from Japan. Their chicken karagi, which mm. essentially is a deep fried chicken, is excellent as well. It's always served freshly fried, and so it comes to your table piping hot, never greasy, juicy, tender, and perfectly seasoned. I had the chicken katsu, which I have to say came with some really delicious plum sauce and a tartar sauce type of sauce next to it, but the chicken itself, it was good, but it kind of was like a, a an oversized it chicken nugget. It but appeared it, to be pounded out thigh. It was dark meat, which was the mm -hmm. cutlet for the fried chicken, and I thought it was really good. Um, I didn't want anything on the chicken. I, I thought it was so good, um, but I ended up eating the egg salad sauce because it was sort of like, oh, my mama would love it. It's like egg salad smoothie. It was really <laughs> it good. It really was good. And we had the tofu that was fried, in a fish broth with dried shrimp shavings and like a little of their pickled radish on top. And it was so delicate. The inside was silky. I thought that was really lovely. And then we, I, they kept trying to give us the check because we kept ordering more stuff. They were like, are you ready? And I was like, oh no, no, we saw these sake bottles. And well, I said, and they yes. do have a, a pretty incredible sake list. And we said, can we have, see the sake menu? And they go, well, sure. You know, the nice thing about the meal is it's very all-inclusive. It includes uh, yes. miso soup, a red miso soup that has a very deep flavor, always served piping hot. It includes a salad, 
with a very tart ponzu sauce on top that's just great. And then they have a couple of Japanese pickles that are sort of like a palate cleanser. You kind of eat them between your main meal. And yeah. what about dinner? Because it's, it's sort of that yakitori bar feel. Exactly. So mm -hmm. dinner is a completely, entirely different feel. The nice thing is that it is those skewers. They serve almost every single part of the chicken. And then, of course, I can have sake at that time. <laughs> and then you can drink a sake. My daughter, she went with the udon soup, okay. uh, which was a vegetable tempura. Um, mm -hmm. And I have to be honest, uh, the, it was good, but it was a little on the bland side. Um, the tempura was more batter, less vegetable. But in and of itself, the chicken katsu flavor was great. The wait staff was very uh, friendly. Very accommodating, extremely. so the service is good. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Great yeah. service, very deferential. Yes. All right, now it's dessert time. We ordered the sesame seed panna cotta. I love panna cotta. Mm -hmm. And it came in the beautiful little wooden tea box. And it was gorgeous. And it had a little dollop of whipped cream, red bean paste, and some tiny baby mint leaves. We just loved that. It was one of the best desserts that, that I've had in a long time. Well, this is your spot, so wrap it up for us, Randy. Well, Sumika is my favorite lunch spot. It's a hidden gem, an oasis of Japanese comfort food that hits the spot for me every time. All right, and Savannah? If you're in Los Altos and want to have some comfort food for lunch, definitely visit Sumika. Okay, and I Robin. would say Sumika is a great traditional Japanese pub that meets you with wonderful, comforting flavors and that it's a real jewel. And I want to go back for dinner. <laughs> if you would like to try Sumika, it's located on Central Plaza at 2nd Street in Los Altos. The telephone number is 650-917-1822. It's open for lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday. Reservations are recommended and the average lunch tab per person without drinks is around $20. We've all heard of Sonoma County. I actually call it home. But when it comes to wine, there's a part of Sonoma garnering great attention, the Sonoma Coast. This recognized wine growing area runs along the coastline from San Pablo Bay to Mendocino. Its hallmark is cool, correction, downright cold temperatures. Known for producing racy, vibrant, elegant, and age-worthy Pinot Noir and Chardonnay, it's a place with personality. Hmm. Cheers. It's okay to dream of antiquities, golden sun-soaked beaches, and the flavors of Greece at Savannah's pick. The warm, cozy setting makes for an inviting escape from the fog. On West Portal in San Francisco, it's called a Rexy Restaurant. I was born and raised in Greece. Came here a very long time ago. I'm a San Franciscan, and Westboro is my neighborhood. We're definitely an authentic Greek restaurant. Family recipes, just like Yaya, Yaya's grandma's. My name is John Lufus, and I'm the owner of Orexy. And I'm Effie Lufus, owner of Orexy. We're a family making our own olive oil, making our own honey, making our own wine, our own vegetables. We do it all, and that's the Greek culture. The name Orexi means appetite. So when a guest comes to your home or visits your restaurant and you serve them this delicious, authentic Greek meal, you say Kali Orexi, bon appetit, enjoy your meal. This particular art on the wall is dedicated to my father, who's an older man, and he still goes out there and takes care of his bees and makes a little bit of honey, and that's his hobby. 
We love Westportal because we live in the area for quite a long time. I actually went to high school right up the street. We're still in the city, but we feel like we live in a village. Yamas. Yamas. All right, Savannah, Arexi means appetite in yes, Greek. I'm Armenian, and Armenian and Greek are two very similar cultures. My great-grandfather was a restaurateur in a town that had a large Greek population, Pontic Greek population, and after the Armenian genocide, the only thing they were able to take with them were the recipes and the love of getting together with a family around the table and, and breaking bread. So Orexi does that for me and for my family. We feel that we are at like an auntie's house in a Greek taverna, welcomed by, you know, olive trees when we come in there. <laughs> and so we start with the saganaki, which is a fried cheese uh, with olive oil and drizzled with lemon juice and savory herbs. And, you know, we just take our bread and dip it in the oil. And then to kind of freshen that, because it is a little heavy, we have the um, octopus which is served on a bed of arugula, and the pepperiness of the arugula kind of balances the saltiness of the saganaki. And then what did you start with? So Randy? I love the appetizers. That's one of the great things about the restaurant. There's a lot of appetizers to choose from. Uh, my favorite appetizer by far, though, was the lamb riblets. Uh, you know, very small with a piece of bone, but the perfect ratio of fat to meat, and they have the seasoning just perfect. So it basically just falls off the bone, and we were licking the bones afterwards. Uh, and we also ordered the house-made uh, platter, and those are freshly made, served with nice warm pita bread, and we were devouring it. So a great start to the meal. Robin. So I grew up where most of the restaurants where I grew up, the nice ones were owned by Greek families. So I grew up on Greek flavors. I loved the uh, zucchini fritters that you do with a little zucchini and feta that comes with tzatziki sauce. Mm -hmm. Very classic Greek appetizers. For us, the lamb riblets didn't have a lot of flavor. Mm. They were well cooked. And that was one of the things I found about the restaurant. Several of the dishes, didn't have those bold but simple Greek flavors of oregano, olive oil, lemon. We had the same experience actually, but for us it didn't hit until the entrees. That's where so we, we had our So we problem. ordered the lamb chops, which is another classic Greek dish, mm -hmm. perfectly cooked. You know, we asked for medium rare, it was perfectly medium rare, but under seasoned. Uh, you know, and then uh, a couple of the other dishes, the moussaka, which is another casserole. It was good, but the flavors, again, were not quite as bold as I've had other what, Greek restaurants. What should they, should they have ordered anything differently, or it's, was that? You know, it's funny. There's two places my kids love to eat lamb chops. Grandpa's house and Orexi. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe it's the lemon on top. They love the lamb chops because it's very tender. And maybe you could up the salt, but you know, lamb chops are difficult to cook, right, actually. Cook and so they're tender off the bone. Um, one thing my husband ordered that was absolutely delicious is the lamb that's cooked on the orso. The lamb shank. Which lamb is a shank. shank. Yes. And it just melts off the bone. And the juices from the lamb kind of meld into the orso that it's served on. And I do often order the moussaka. And I find that the bechamel is done perfectly. And I like the little Grecian um, pot that they serve it in. I always find it to be a perfect savoriness with the creaminess of the bechamel. So I think one of the issues is that uh, there aren't that many Greek restaurants in the Bay Area. But the several that they are are very <coughs> highly acclaimed. Right. So they set yeah. a very high standard. Yeah. So it was cooked well, but just a little bit understated. This is a family-owned spot, right? right. And yeah. We had the service that you just felt like you were in someone's home. There was so much love there. We had an amazing waitress. Her name was Aphrodite. <laughs> and she told us these wonderful Doing stories the right. about her family. And you felt embraced in a family. And it's a beautiful, the interior is so 
pretty. Yeah, and it's got a terrific, not huge, but terrific list of Greek wines. Right. And they have a, a wine by the glass from a producer named Yea, one of my favorites, that's very hard to find. So have some Greek wine, that'll give you some flavor right, right there. <laughs> we did have some, and we Good. loved it. <laughs> well, the ambiance is great. It feels very warm and inviting. And I just love those honeycomb sculptures, and so it's a very special spot. And do you have any um, room for dessert? Oh, my God. It is the semolina custard that's wrapped in this crispy, buttery phyllo. And then they have this scented sauce that's like drizzled over it. And it was perfectly warm in the center. It makes you almost cry. I got to tell you, I'm ready to have an affair it, with it. Oh, <laughs> and just smelling it. It was... Yeah, that dessert is also served with a side of vanilla ice cream that's just delicious. It they is. crumble pistachios over on top of it. Right. Oh, and you, so you combine that, that with part. the ice cream, yeah. with yeah. the warm phyllo dough, it's a match made in heaven. And if I go back, I will order dessert first. <laughs> that's right, that's <laughs> right. Because we have yeah. so much. That's yeah. right. Well, this is your restaurant, Savannah. Wrap it up for us. So if you're on the west side of the city and you'd like to take a little trip to Greece and possibly say, oppa, and after <laughs> eating, try Odexi. It's a great place for a family or for date night or for any time. And everybody say, oppa! All right, Randy, what do you think? Orexi is a solid find, serving classic Greek fares and dishes and a warm and inviting atmosphere. And Robin? I would say it's a beautiful spot with a lively atmosphere, loving hospitality, and they have a really nice wide range selection of classic Greek dishes. All right, if you would like to try Orexi, it's located on West Portal at 14th Avenue in San Francisco. The telephone number is 415-664-6739. It's open for dinner Tuesday through Sunday. Reservations are accepted for parties of four or more, and the average dinner tab per person without drinks is around $30. So I want to thank my great guests on this week's show, Robin Carpenter, who returns to the Creole flavors of her childhood at the Hummingbird in Fairfax, Randy Fung, who escapes work to lunch at traditional Japanese fare at Sumika in Los Altos, and Savannah Panosian, who, along with her children, tuck into the Greek flavors at Orexi Restaurant in San Francisco. We really want to know about your experiences at any of the restaurants we've been talking about. So keep in touch with us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And don't forget that you can watch any of the shows at our website at kqed.org slash checkplease. It's where you'll find links to the restaurants and where you'll find my notes on the wines we're drinking today. So join us next time when three new guests will recommend their favorite spots right here on Check Please Bay Area. I'm Leslie Sabraco, and I'll see you then. Cheers. 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 Cheers to you guys. You. Woo! Check Please Bay Area is made possible by the members of KQBD and by IRG has over 250 natural stone choices and over 10,000 stone slabs in stock today. IRG in Brisbane and Dublin or at marblecompany.com. Oakland International Airport. Now with flights all over the world. iFlyOAK.com Natural mattress systems from European Sleepworks, working to improve comfort and wellness for over 40 years. European Sleepworks in Berkeley, online at sleepworks.com. Sutter Health CPMC, 7,000 employees, nurses, and physicians caring for their communities every day. Your city, your hospital. CPMC2020.org Walmart Global E-Commerce, with small, agile work teams, is focused on big data, open-source engineering, and e-commerce innovations. Careers at walmartlabs.com. Safe Catch Elite Wild Tuna, great for athletes, kids, and pregnancy. 
SafeCatch tests each and every fish for mercury. Online at safecatch.com.